0: Welcome to the alpha female podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female, but what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 93. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Savannah Peck. Savannah has been a personal trainer, a solution-focused coach, and nutrition consultant for eight years. And then last year, she got involved in network marketing. She started her own business but felt unhappy trading time for money. She was introduced to a company that offers solutions to health and wealth. Within one year, Savannah closed her business to pursue the online business. So she wants to show people how to rewire their mind, recharge their body, and rejuvenate their soul with focused solutions. She believes anyone can heal mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and or financial stress with the right tools, resources, and support team. Since she started working for herself and within a team of professional network marketers, she's now able to travel the world and work remotely where she can seek more wild adventures. Can't wait to chat with her about those. So welcome to the show, Savannah.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm excited to connect. So when I sent you over the definition of what an alpha female is, that's kind of been um, adapted and um, it's evolved with all of the guests on the show. What did you think of it? And how do you see yourself as one?
1: Interestingly enough, I had a friend a couple of weeks ago actually call me an alpha female, and I kind of perked up. I was actually really proud of of that of that you know word. Um, a long time ago, I looked at the word alpha as being more you know stereotypical male, um, and if a woman was alpha, she was considered to be a little bossy. Um, so those are all. These misconceptions and perspectives that I once had. And it's, it's greatly changed since I started working for myself. And I get very excited being around alpha females because they often challenge and push me past my limits or, or help me to see things in different perspectives to kind of take a veil off the glasses that I'm wearing. So I'm really grateful for people like yourself who are up and coming and young and vibrant and just really looking to make some serious changes in the world.
0: That's awesome. Um, okay. So the show is all about work life harmony and how my guests kind of structure their days and take care of themselves at the same time. So can you share with the listeners what your work life harmony looks like?
1: So my work life harmony, um, Right now, if I'm going to be very honest with everyone, including myself, is always like a roller coaster. So basically, I am still getting the reins of being a businesswoman and you know, planning my day the way I want it to be. So, with more awareness, I'm realizing that I really need to take responsibility for the time during my day and, and what I focus on. So it is really only up to me to feel fulfilled with the actions that I'm doing. So work-life balance, I think, is a bit of a, you know, misconception that everyone's trying to find a work-life balance and it's, it's really up to us. So your work life could be, um, working, many, many hours during the day, hardly seeing your family, but if your job really fulfills you, um, if your family's okay with that, if you guys have, you know, that, that understanding then that might be the work-life balance for them, even though to someone else, it might look really unbalanced. So basically it's really about finding who you are, what you want to showcase to the world, how much time you want to dedicate to it. And then being very clear about it and then that to me is is the closest we can get to work life balance.
0: Mm. Um so was there ever a time in your life where you may have subscribed to a different way of thinking um and things felt out of balance and if it did um have you ever had an aha moment or maybe a series um that have kind of knocked you off your feet and said oh crap i need to take better care of myself?
1: For sure. I had a very, very close uh, family member, which was my grandma, who became ill. And I, I, I saw this woman as a very healthy beam of light, full of energy, full of joy and laughter. And when she fell ill with cancer, it really knocked me on my feet emotionally, physically, spiritually. And I had an aha moment to really start looking into the food um, the, the food that we're eating, the air that we're breathing, the media that's constantly programming us day to day, if we're not aware of what we're listening to. So there was a big aha moment when I was actually also listening to some music, which had very negative lyrics. So it was like, it it was a combination, I guess, of aha moments that really made me shift my perspective about everything that I believed in, where my life was going and how I needed to take care of myself. So that really, I believe out of darkness comes light. So we actually need the dark times to make a change. We need the pain to push us uh, into kind of a revelation. So I'm really grateful. Maybe grateful is not the right word, but I'm grateful for what I know now, so I'm taking the right actions to, to make a change.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's hard when we have health scares in our life, either from loved ones or ourselves, but it's true that we usually need a dark moment, a pain point, um, something that knocks us off our feet where we go, okay, I was getting really comfortable in this way of living and it's not going to serve me well for the long term, so okay, uh, let's start over. Or let's just, you know, new drawing board kind of mentality. And it sucks, but it's usually a reality in today's day and age for when we really, really need to focus on healthy habits in our life, how we're nourishing ourselves. And I'm hoping the podcast lays out lots of tools for people. So that's really what keeps me going is being able to be there for those that are kind of in the trenches trying to figure out how to rebuild or just optimize.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Awesome. So let's get into one of my favorite questions. Um, I love asking my guests, like, what are you most passionate about? And this can, you know, like you can spend as long or as little of time on this.
1: <laughs> I could literally go on for a long time time with this question. I, and I, I had a hard time, you know, keeping it short. Um, so I'll start with the active things. My body thrives on being active in any way. It's a form of expression for me. Uh, as a young kid, I really couldn't sit still. And unfortunately, they they put a label on me saying I had ADHD and, you know, all these problems, but really it's our soul just wanting to dance and be free. So I knew at a young age that I needed to be involved in a lot of active things. So I'm very passionate about dance, whether it be going out dancing with friends or dancing by myself in my spare bedroom or dancing in a dance class, um, kickboxing, which really, wait, wait, wait. go back,
0: go back to dance. Like what uh, what, other than like dancing, like party for one, did you ever do dancing, uh, as a kid, like, or like if you're taking dance classing now, like what is the, what is the form?
1: Good question. So I actually took dance. I was very grateful to my mom for putting me into all kinds of dance classes. Um, I tried tap, didn't like it, tried ballet, didn't like it. But I really got stuck in with hip-hop and contemporary okay. and a bit of jazz. Very so those cool. three, I, yeah, and if my style right now would, I think, resemble all three mixed together with, of course, a bit of Savannah because everyone's unique, right? But, um, yeah, so I do have some uh, young dancing experience, and I also took dance in high school. I went to West Carlton, and I, I believe it's one of the only high school's um, well, I know there's maybe one or two in Ottawa that have a dance class. So I took dance for four years in high school and was also the teacher's assistant, um, the last year. And I'll be honest, I did not graduate high school with all my friends because I had a hard time going to school and sitting in class, but dance class and gym class was the only class that I really showed up to. Um, so that's a bit of my background. I didn't continue with it, unfortunately, because I was led to believe I didn't have the dancer body. Yeah. Um, so those are things, you know, that oh, are
0: reality of
1: the yeah. dance world.
0: Yeah. No, right? but that's cool. I kind of had a flip um, reversal. Like I did pre-professional ballet all the way up until I was 13. And then I joined a dance club in university and got to learn all the different styles that most kids learn in the studio land. Um, so like I didn't learn to tap until I was 18. And then I did hip hop and jazz and all of that um, in my later years. So that was super fun to... No
1: way. Yeah. it
0: was Yeah. No. My very first like hip hop was like at 18 and I was so awkward because when you've done ballet for, you know, 13 years, you get so like rigid, graceful, uh, graceful, but like rigid, like you actually yeah. don't know how to um, loosen, up. loosen up. Yeah. So I was definitely yeah. like awkward, uh, ballerina trying to do hip hop. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I interrupted you said
1: kickboxing. That's okay. Yeah. Kickboxing. So I got into kickboxing, um, after high school, I needed an outlet to get rid of a lot of this anger and again it was coming back to not realizing that I was kind of rebelling and I don't think rebel is the right word, but rebelling against what everyone else was doing and going to school and I knew that I just needed to be myself and to follow my own path so kickboxing allowed me to let out stress let out feelings Um, and turns out that that's when I realized my strength uh, and i, I you know, I got into the fitness world after that. But um, to go back to your question about what I'm passionate about, it also comes down to nutrition. I'm very passionate about nutrition and knowing that every single thing we put into our body has a certain frequency of energy or certain vibration. And it's really cool to think that we can do many things with that nutrition, whether it be healing ourselves or uh, making changes like weight loss or muscle. So I like the idea that we're a machine, and so I'm very passionate about that. Again, I could try not to talk too much about uh, getting into the details, but um, so well, we'll get into a little bit more about yeah, how you okay. nourish yourself.
0: So, okay, um, this can include anything from you know meal planning to supplements to things that you. Take time. Like I love when guests get into like the fact that nature walks are nourishing to them. So, um, but let's let's start with food. So, how do you fuel your body?
1: Okay, so uh, with feud, with feud, with fuel, fuel, food. food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New word. Um, I I was I I did a bikini competition for for fun, just to prove to myself that I could have the discipline. And I ended up getting pretty unhealthy after. So that's also where my nutrition passion came in from. And I started to uh, do nutritional cleansing. I was already pretty healthy uh, in my eating habits. I wasn't eating fast food and McDonald's. But um, I got into new nutritional cleansing, realized the importance of some fasting and detoxing toxins out of the body. So that's one of the key ways... I nourish my, my body physically with, with products and supplements and a plant-based lifestyle. I recently just switched to uh, vegan about six weeks ago. So that was a huge change uh, after many years of eating meat and dairy and all that. So that's one way. And then the other way is is meditation. Um, meditation every day. I could easily meditate for a couple hours. Uh, but I often feel guilty about meditating for that long. So I either go for bike rides or walks, anything to do in nature. It really grounds me to connect with the earth and to get fresh air, to get away from materialistic things. So that really nourishes my soul, as well as these kinds of conversations. So that really nourishes me. Um, talking to people that excite me, that are doing similar things, again, that might challenge me and, and try to. step me up to the next plate that really nourishes me too. I'll, I'll be fulfilled after this interview, uh, for the rest of the day with high energy.
0: Mm, That's awesome. And so beautiful. Okay, cool. So, um, let's get a little bit more into your weekly fitness routine. How do you kind of structure your week? Do you love variety? Do you love routine? Let's get into some details.
1: I love variety. I if I could, would be doing something different every day. But right now I have a little bit of a focus, uh, with my mom and a few team members on a 16 week challenge. So we've, we have been a little bit more disciplined just recently with our workouts. So that looks like, you know, right now for me is at least minimum three days a week of training. And that would be very intense training if it's only three days, or five to six days of split training, which is focusing on one body part at a time. Now, since I've been a trainer, um, I really like complex movements that are very hard to do, very unique, very challenging, like jerks and cleans and very complex movements um, that are kind of CrossFit style, but I've I've been trained on them to not hurt myself. So I, I wouldn't suggest anyone just pick up a very complex routine without being trained. But that is basically my fitness routine right now. And when I do start to travel, I'm going to be a lot more varied and I want to include dance. I want to learn how to salsa and merengue and a couple other dances that I haven't learned before and get back into hip hop, which is a, is a really great workout Um, and kickboxing. It really gets all the senses, mind, body spirit I find. So I get a little bit more fulfilled from being around other people rather than just going to the gym by myself or even training with one other person and doing the same exercises over can get pretty boring to me, but um, again, just for the 16 week challenge i've decided i 'm going to commit myself with other people it so could also transform and as a team
0: that's awesome and it's interesting how um, like I personally have like a variety need for private and public workouts. <laughs> like yeah. there, There's some days where I had to, you know, like an anytime fitness at 5am because I can just like do my workout. I don't have to worry about like fighting for equipment. And then there's other days where I want to be at my boyfriend's gym, OCR Academy. And like in the midst of everybody's energy. So I love like the, 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 I'll call this balance. Like I like the balance of um, private and public workouts, I guess. Um, but it's also fascinating. Like I've got, had so many guests come on and they're like, I need to go to classes because I need that accountability. I need to be around other people's energy. And then I, you know, I was in the fitness competition world for years and that's a very kind of solo sport where like you have your workout from your trainer. So you're going to go to the gym and you're going to get it done on your own. But You like the energy of this. Yeah. So it's so fascinating how we all feed off of energy in a different way when it comes to working out.
1: So true. And I'll add one more thing. Uh, Sometimes when I feel like I need to get away and be out in nature, I'll go to a workout park out in Ottawa. And it, it's really like killing two birds with one stone. It's, I, I, that's such an odd saying. I don't know why I say that a lot. But, you know, working out and then you're outside in nature at the same time, uh, it's, it does wonders for the body.
0: That's awesome. And what is this workout park and why haven't I heard about it?
1: It is near Beachwood. Um, now, if you Google workout park, Beechwood, Ottawa, it should pop up. And it, it has just been... Uh, redone actually last summer. So it, it's amazing. It actually has, uh, big bulletins of sample exercises for you to do at this park as well. So if you don't know how to exercise, you could easily go look at the the diagrams, look at the pictures, um, and do a workout just to, you know, again, you don't have to feel Insecure or anything like that because you're just at a park and there might be a couple kids running around. So I I really like that idea too. That's awesome. And for anybody, sorry to our non Ottawa
0: listeners, um, but you can Google it and look at it online if you want and create it it in your own community. Yeah. Okay, let's get on to what are your daily habits for winding down if you've built up any stress throughout the day?
1: My daily habits for winding down would be the sauna. And I, I, I'm very lucky to have some, um, portable headphones that I can take into the sauna without my phone or wireless headphones. I mean, so I actually meditate in the sauna for a period of like 30 minutes. So again, I'm, I I like to do multiple things if I can, that, that will benefit me. So I meditate, I go in the sauna I have a reclining chair that's on my balcony. So if it's nice weather during the summer, I'll actually meditate out there or just light candles, have a bath, anything to help the parasympathetic system, um, heal and rest. Because again, just like you said, we don't realize we're constantly under stress. Uh, we could just walk across the street and get honked at, and that would elevate our stress level. So I have many ways and I also have, um, again, a combination of things. So I have a drink that I take at night. That's got a lot of adaptogens and herbs in it. And it, it, I find it really helps my body as well. C- calm down. And then on the other hand would be podcasts, you know, inspirational personal development videos. Um, I never watch TV, but if I do, it would be like a, a documentary, but those often work me up. So gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. I also, it, it would be probably some spiritual type videos, whether, uh, you know, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different perspectives on what spiritual means, but anything to help soothe the mind basically and, and give me motivation. Very cool. Um, yeah. that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, I I don't know if uh, what the hesitation that I'm hearing is that like, you don't want to name it, but like, this is what my listeners constantly tell me is that when they, when they hear guests, they're like, Oh, I really liked this guest. And the fact that they shared like these specifics. So, uh, you know, there's so many times in our lives where we want to be very like broad because we're always catering to a large audience. And then there's other times where like, I'm trying to pull like nitty gritties out of you guys. So that somebody listening can be like, "Oh, let me check that out." So, give us like one example of something that you've watched, or like a platform that you watch it on. Whether like as I hear you talk, I'm I'm thinking like you watch like Gaia TV or something like that.
1: Yes, that's literally the first thing I was going to give you as an example. Was if I'm going to watch something on TV, it would be that. Yeah. Um, I also listen to a lot of Bob Proctor um, for Rewiring the Mind. Um, People like there's some motivational speakers also like les brown and tony robbins i've 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 watched them so much that i'm getting i'm looking at people that aren't noticed as much like tesla and some some other some other people I'm trying to think of names. Funny how when you're starting to think of names, all of a sudden you like lose specific, all your. Yeah, that's okay. I think th- those are
0: those are awesome. Those are great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So as alpha females, we usually, as any human, we're usually problem solving for something. But I like to talk about like pain points for alpha females because it's usually around like how we're perceived, communication or tackling like way too many things. It it tends to be along the same themes, but I I love finding out specifics. So what is maybe a, a pain point that you're solving for right now?
1: My biggest pain point is feeling the need to want to help everyone. Like you said, um, being very broad, but knowing at the same time that if I, you know, target um, a, a group of individual that I really want to help, I might have more success. So it's that the pain for me is the feeling of constantly going back and forth on wanting to help everyone because I see the need to help moms and to help kids and uh, to help, uh, let's say, young entrepreneurs who want to start a business. So my my trouble right now is I, I tend to kind of jump back and forth rather than just sticking on, for example, wanting to help personal trainers. Since I've been a trainer for eight years, I know the pain points of trainers and I have solutions that could really help them. But then I could get distracted by um, you know, meeting with a group of moms and then working with them over the next week. So that's one of my pain points is sometimes not being clear about who I'm helping and if that's actually a problem or not but well it's it's true and
0: especially in like um in a network marketing business when we have products that can Um, create solutions for so many people. Anybody that we meet or talk to or interact with, we're like, I can help you, I can help you, I can help you. But when you think about it from a marketing standpoint, people need to know, like, and trust you. And you usually cater to a certain type of audience because of what you have gone through and your specific knowledge. So when you drill down and say, this is the audience I'm gonna serve, that's when abundance usually just kind of kind of, you know, increases. Cause I would love to, I would love to help all, all females. I would love to help, you know, every, I would love to, I, there's so many alpha males that listen to like my, I call them, I call them my alphas, but I specifically know what it's like to take care of yourself while working full time and doing side hustles. So like I cater to that woman, like that, that's, that's my person. Um, And when I drill down, um, then I know I'm serving the right audience. I know my, the way that I communicate the, the choice of like creating a podcast so people can listen while commuting. Like this is all very, very much on purpose. So I get, I get your pain point, but it's amazing that that
1: pain point is usually something that actually guides you to beautiful solutions in your life. Exactly, it's so true, and and that's like exactly what's happening. Is I'm just getting a little bit more clear. I steep. I, I I get steered away. Still, like with that, like that is really the pain point. Um, and and but right now, as I'm I'm actually doing some rebranding about who I am and who I'm wanting to help. So that's just it. Is from that pain over the last few years of trying to decide, it has pushed me into more of. Uh, who Who I am, like just helping people more like ourselves, right yeah, and it's actually been a
0: theme on the the past few shows by the time like we're recording this at the end of August and the last few episodes in August, um I've been talking to the guests about how we we help someone that's a few steps behind us and I actually I posted on Instagram that like I didn't think I had communicated this properly because I have this whole problem with the language of like behind versus in front because I never want the the person quote unquote in front to be perceived as better than thou. Um, And so that's been that's been a really actually a big pain point for me in terms of how do I communicate but you know if you watch any type of online marketer who's teaching you how to how to you know drill down to your target audience, the people that you serve, your lifers whatnot, they always say it's someone that's a few step behind where you're at in your life um, and it's just kind of uh the language that's used um, so yeah, my pain point is I just don't like ever being perceived as I'm ahead or on a pedestal like that that language bothers me um but I get it yeah like if I if I can help someone that is in the midst of an autoimmune diagnosis because I went through that three years ago, um then yeah, three it's like in the past, not behind, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, I hear you, yeah, I'm um, actually another huge pain point that i'd I'd like like to add is when you realize more about who you are, what your love is, what your purpose is, your mission, and then you start to actually embody it and you become it, a lot of fear comes up and that's a lot of pain. So as i'm realizing how passionate about 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 nutrition i am and about literally about the whole planet, the animals, everything combined that that will help heal us I'm getting a lot of pushback from people that either don't want me to embody this new thing um, because it scares them, and I'm getting a lot of people who just don't see it, don't, and, and people that I'm close to, so they just don't have the same perspective. So that's pain that I'm now moving away from people that I might have been close with, or you know, even good acquaintances with where we're just completely seeing different views um and accepting that you know just being okay with that that's that's a new pain point for me for sure cool
0: okay yeah. well thank you so much for opening up to us <laughs> um, you're so welcome. my
1: favorite
0: my my second favorite question cuz passion is um obviously the first one but i love how this is always different for everyone so please Share with us, what is your definition of happiness?
1: Yeah, this this is a great question because it allows the mind to pull to anything, right? To anything positive. So to me, my definition of happiness is when you can wake up in the morning and truly feel like you're living on purpose, like the, the actions that you're taking align with your thoughts and your words. So for example, before... I didn't realize, but I had a deep care for animals, but I this is personal belief that I was eating animals. And until I really woke up and saw what I was doing, the words that I was speaking, so this is my truth was that I care about animals, but I wasn't taking action towards doing anything about it. So until I did that, um, I wasn't feeling happy when I was waking up. Something was off. So the more I just become aware of my deepest desires and my own love for life. So the more aware I just become about those things and then I start to take action towards them, the happier I feel and the healthier I feel. And it's just, and it's actually this amazing cycle. So I used to, uh, before I was involved in network marketing and I was, I wasn't as aligned as I am now. I was waking up almost every day crying and so I really do know what it feels like to be living in pain, living in sadness Um, and happiness to me is following the words that you say, you know, following those thoughts with actions and then teaching and then when you feel happy, that's actually when you can teach others. So happiness is teaching others how to find their desires, how to find their love. So yeah, I mean, I I have a (laughs) lot more to say.
0: (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for what you're doing in the world and how you're showing up and serving others. So I really, truly appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much to you as well. I feel the same and I hope to connect with you again in the future.
0: For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the alpha female podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back. If you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice, go do it now before changing to the next episode and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at RobinBaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.